Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. Join me as I interview YouTube superstars in the worlds of beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. I go in depth with your favorite video vloggers and discuss their journeys to success and the struggles they encountered along the way. We go behind the scenes of the world of vlogging and talk about what works and what doesn't and what it takes to be a YouTube superstar. So sit back and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another interview for you. For this episode of Beauty and the Vlog, I have the pleasure of speaking with Rachel, or Rach Loves. Now, Rachel, Rach Loves is a channel dedicated to everyday fashion, beauty, and lifestyle advice, where Rachel, a 28-year-old based in Ontario, Canada, shares her experience, her tips, and her life with her viewers. Her channel has over 40 million views and almost half a million subscribers. Rachel's viewers have seen her get married, joined her through her pregnancy, and meet her daughter Julia and every week they watch her share her thoughts on new beauty products styles and hacks well Rachel so <laughs> nice to have you yes thank you so much for having me so why don't we get started with letting everyone know why you decided to start a YouTube channel so I started a YouTube channel when I was still working full-time in marketing and I was doing this kind of on the weekends but I had originally found the YouTube community because I was looking for of a celebrity makeup look and I was just looking up online to see if I could do it for like a date night and try and like recreate myself and I came up with a YouTube tutorial showing step by step on how to look and I saw these comments of people you know sharing their tips and tricks and like questions and I was oh my gosh these are my people like they love this stuff as much as I do and so I started just commenting on videos and then I got up the courage to create my own videos and it's kind of went from there. How long ago did you start your channel? About five years ago. Okay. So you were working full-time in marketing mm -hmm. and then you just decided, Hey, I, I love this. I love makeup. I want to share my views of makeup and tutorials with the world. And then you decided just to upload the videos. Yeah. I just, I, I felt like I had, you know, I'd gone through, you know, so many different things up until that point mm -hmm. and I found that a lot of the people that were online were a lot younger than me and so they would ask me questions about you know makeup for university or for a job interview or things like that and I was like oh I have stuff I can share on this and like tips and tricks and things like that yeah. so I like sharing those things and it's really it makes me happy being able to share things with people and know that it in some way helps them so that's why I just, I continue to do it and I love it so much. And so you started it, it sounds like more of like a hobby, something fun to do. Yeah, absolutely. And are you doing it now as kind of your full-time career? I know you're a mom, but is this kind of your full-time career per se? Yes. It, yeah. Oh, other than being, you know, a mom, which yeah. is 100% full-time, yes, yes. this is my other thing that I do with my time. And so you have a marketing background. Yes. How did you use that with your YouTube channel when it came to maybe marketing it or promoting it? How did you incorporate that into your channel? So I, um, I went to business school and I had always had this vision that I was going to go into marketing or into sales promotion of some sort. My dad's in marketing. Mm -hmm. So I just, I've always loved that area of business and I was working in with food and I love food and it just, it was, it was such a, a fun thing for me. Mm -hmm. And so I found that, you know, making that sort of transition to YouTube, 
um, the, there are a couple things that I would kind of carry over from sort of a marketing perspective. And it wasn't anything that I would intentionally do. It was just more, you know, um, engaging with your audience and, you know, things that, you know, are, are very common space now, but weren't really back then. And it was just about, you know, building this community online and asking them questions and, you know, creating things based on their feedback and a lot of that kind of thing that is, you know, common space now and, and just taking those tips and tricks and kind of building your YouTube channel from there. So it sounds like you took the idea of wanting to create a channel and makeup and makeup tutorials and to something more of like a community of a group of people that kind of have these shared values and that you have a connection with and you kind of built your channel around that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's one of the coolest parts about YouTube mm-hmm. and what makes it so different in terms of a medium um, is that you have this opportunity to have this real-time interaction with your audience. And, mm-hmm. you know, all it could be something as small as, like, I'm missing a link or I forgot to talk about what lipstick I'm wearing in the video. It's like, oh, I forgot. Let me just type back to the person what it is and that I'll put it in the info bar in case you're interested. And, like, just that quick, like, back and forth and mm-hmm. asking them questions and interacting with them is what makes it so cool. And I think it's so right on because YouTube and this whole makeup community and talking about makeup and doing tutorials is so much more than just the makeup. It's so much more than copying, you know, JLo's or Beyonce's latest look. It really has to do with a little bit beneath the surface. It has to do with that shared love of makeup and kind of bonding in that way, but also kind of creating the confidence and so much around that, that this community has become a lot more than makeup. And I think the YouTubers that are really someone like yourself that really see success is they're really honing in on that or they're really touching on that in their videos. Yeah. I think it's important to incorporate, you know, um, just more personal angles into Mm -hmm. your videos too. Like for me, at least I, I love doing that because I can always come up with things that people can relate to and like Mm -hmm. things that have gone through my day and like being a new mom and getting married. Like I went through all of those things online and sharing, you know, at first it was, you know, sharing a little bit here and there about my wedding planning and then people are curious and people Mm -hmm. want to know more. And so it became more, you know, bringing my whole life (laughs) into my YouTube videos and your YouTube becomes your family. And it's just, it's another family for me. And so I, I actually just happened the other day. One of my subscribers, it's Meggie Baby. She had um, messaged me on one of my, or commented on one of my videos. And she was like, oh, you know, I, I usually am so on top of watching your videos. But like with the new baby, you know, it's, it's tough to do that. I'm like, oh my gosh, you have a baby? And like, it's just back and forth. I recognize her, her channel or her, just her, her username mm-hmm. from commenting on past videos and just seeing like, she's going through all these life changes and everyone's going through all these life changes and they've been with me since the beginning. It's just so cool to be part of that, you know? Yeah, it is. It's a really incredible thing. So it sounds like you started YouTube as a hobby and now you're no longer working. You're doing YouTube and raising your daughter. That was a decision not to work. Did that have to do with the fact that your YouTube channel grew to the point that you could afford not to work? Or was that more of a personal decision and you wanted to spend more time with your daughter? Um, I actually, like my daughter is 18 months now. So mm-hmm. um, I stopped, I started doing YouTube full time before I had Julia. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was, it was when I was still working full time and I wasn't feeling completely fulfilled in what I was doing in my marketing role. 
And I was really loving what I was doing online. And I loved the people. I loved the community. It seemed like there was a lot more interest in the YouTube space as a whole, which was really exciting. Mm -hmm. And I'm a very risk-averse person. So the thought of kind of leaping into a space where at the time, like, you didn't make any money off of YouTube, right? It was just starting that you could, you know, make a little bit of money off AdSense and things Mm -hmm. like that. um, So for me, that was one of the scariest things that I've done is making that decision to go full into my channel and building it. And, you know, I lived at, I lived at home for a while. Mm. I, you know, was on a really strict budget. I was planning my wedding at the same time. Like it was, wow. it's very scary, but I think that putting yourself in those situations, um, where you have to kind of take that leap of faith and put everything into it. Um, just makes you a super person. And I think that really gave me a lot of confidence in my channel and what I'm doing. And um, it was scary, but it was worth it. And I have so much fun doing it. And it was just a really great thing that I did. And I'm so glad that I did it. Take me back to that time when you were struggling with that decision. Like, take me back and recall some of the pros and some of the cons that were going through your head when you were deciding that. I think, you know, obviously there was... There's there's the obvious pros that go along with it in that you know you the the pros of working full time you have you know that steady stream of income you're you're building a very traditional role you have the nine to five it's Monday to Friday it's it's very transparent that way you have benefits like all these other things that you know go along with having a full time job yeah. and dropping all of that and then doing something that you have no idea where it's going. You have no idea if it's just going to stop all of a sudden or, you know, there isn't going to be any sort of opportunity to gain any sort of income from it. It's it's scary, but at the same time, like, I really do believe that if you kind of just throw yourself into something, you have to throw yourself into it to the point where you're so scared that you're going to work so hard Mm -hmm. to make it work because you love it so much. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it was one of those things where I was just like, I'm terrified right now. I want to, I want to make this work so badly (laughs) so that I don't have to go back to that full-time job. And it's just, it's become one of those, those 24 hour things. And, and it still is. It's, Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm, I remember, um, it was a couple of months ago when I realized how much I love YouTube, I had spent five hours researching this one particular um, editing technique to to throw into one of my videos. I love this so much and I love my subscribers so much and I want to make better and better for them every day. That is one of the the wonderful things about being able to focus 100% on your YouTube because to have that time, and it really does take a lot of time, and that's like the Catch-22 with YouTube. It looks so much fun it's glamorous you could talk in front of a camera but you can if you want to really spend like you said eight to 20 hours on one video because you can edit it you could do this you could do that and it for a lot of people they would love to have that that kind of opportunity but you've got to get your channel to that level like where you're at you know and even then it was a little bit of a struggle at 150,000 subscribers but to get to that level where you can say okay I'm making enough here to devote my full time to YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, it's a huge, it's a big journey I feel, but then there's a lot that goes into it behind the scenes. And that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm doing these interviews and all that is to talk to people like you and, and share those stories. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everyone has their own individual stories mm-hmm. and like how they 
came to be who they are. And it's just, it's really cool seeing how everyone, everyone works really hard. Everyone, you know, builds their channel their own way. But I mean, the end goal is, you know, that you get to share a part of you online Mm -hmm. and build this really cool family. What kind of goals do you have for your channel in the future? Like, Where do you see yourself with YouTube and this whole thing in, say, you know, three or four years? I mean, everything goes so fast in YouTube, so you can't say five years, ten years, because who knows. <laughs> but where do you see yourself, say, you know, in a couple years? Um, I, I mean, it's, it's really hard to say because, I mean, you look at where I was, you know, five years ago mm-hmm. or even three years ago, and it's so vastly different than the space that I'm in now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, where is it going to go? It it could go any number of ways. I think that there's going to be a continued interest from brands in the online space. Um, I think, you know, I'll obviously continue to be doing my YouTube channel. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm also doing a web series online with um, the W Network, which is a Canadian broadcast company Mm -hmm. um, called Get Ready with Rachel. So, Um, maybe I'll have the opportunity to continue and do something like that. But I think that what I've noticed is a really big trend in YouTubers taking their brand and building it outside of YouTube. So you look at, you know, the Michelle Fonz and the Bethany Motos of the world, that they're taking something that they've built online and creating something, um, creating something more and something different from that. Mm -hmm. And that's the power of YouTube is that you have now a platform that whatever it is that you decide that you want to do, you now have this platform that you can share it, that you can, um, connect with other people about it, whether it's like you said, whether it's like starting a makeup line or creating products or clothing or just doing something, you now have this platform to share it with the world. Whereas in the past it wasn't as easy. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's not just sharing what I have with them, but also getting feedback mm-hmm. and, and building better stuff for them too. I think, yeah. you know, for the, for the Get Ready with Rachel series, you know, I'm always, I really, what episodes were your favorite? What did you really like about what mm-hmm. I did? What didn't you like? So I'm doing all the stuff that I love and I'm, you know, trying different things and I'm seeing what sticks with people and what they want to see more of and then continue that too that back and forth is really important that's so true that's so true that back and forth feedback is is crucial for any type of thing that you want to do okay so we're getting to a fun part of the interview i mean this whole thing is fun but this is my favorite part of the interview (laughs) and it's the beauty bonus round where i ask you a series of questions that i ask everyone that's been on the show and you just respond with your first instinct Okay. So, Rachel, what are your three holy grail beauty items? And it can be makeup, skin, hair. Okay. Um, ooh, that's so tough to narrow it down to three. Um, I think, for me, they change constantly. Like, I love trying new products. So, I mean, the holy grail products kind of change with the season. And when new products come out, they kind yeah. of rotate. But... Um, um, right now, I've been really loving the um, Benefit Cosmetics Roller Lash. Oh. That's been amazing. Everyone's um, talking also... about that. I haven't tried it. You haven't tried it yet? No. You need to try it. It's really good. Cause it... And, like, surprising. Really? Because <laughs> apparently you can use it and it curls your lashes without an eyelash curler. 
yeah, I did a full, like, I did a, like, a first impressions video of it. Okay. And I compared it to Too Faced Better Than Sex Mascara. And you can see, like, they look very similar during the day. But by the end of the day, the Benefit Cosmetics one, it's still, like, lifted and curled. It's oh, crazy. It's okay. really, really good. I'll make sure to link that particular video in the down uh, bar so people can check it out. Oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> um, and then my, uh, my other products... Um, Definitely the um, the CoverGirl um, quads in Notice Me Nudes. It's just a really nice, and it's drugstore, so it's mm. totally affordable, but really nice, buttery, soft, everyday neutrals. Really pretty. And then um, the uh, YSL Tintin Oils. Have you tried those yet? No. What are those? They're really pretty. Um, they're very hydrating. They're ba- like oil-based, mm-hmm. and they have a little bit of a tint to them. So every, every single one of them is a little bit different in terms of how much color is in them. But um, the one I love is it's called um, Crush Me Orange. And when you swatch it, it looks super orange. And then when you blend it in or if you like like that with your, you know, applying lipstick, it turns this really pretty pinky coral. It's Mm. so cool. But they're really, really nice and hydrating, especially good for like winter or like spring in Canada. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So are they like um, like lip oils or how are you supposed to use them? They're just yeah. It's just like it's sort of like a gloss, but they're more hydrating than that. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to check it out. And same thing with those CoverGirl eyeshadows. I've never used CoverGirl eyeshadows. I never think like, I don't know. I mean, I, I just look at CoverGirl eyeshadows and be like, yeah, they're probably not that good. (laughs) (laughs) They're really good, especially because you can use them wet or dry too, Mm. which is really nice. Okay. So if you use them wet, they're more like, um, they're even more bold and they, yeah, it's just, they're really pretty. Okay. I'll definitely have to check those out. What are your three holy grail items when it comes to your channel so it can be a software a hardware online program um i would say um i use adobe premiere pro um that's the product that i use for for editing all my videos and then i use photoshop for all of my thumbnails um i like live in those two programs and then anything else for um i have my my camera my dslr has made such a difference um, because of the the focus like it, it can focus in and out really really quickly and it doesn't make a lot of noise mm. because there are some DSLRs that they're like yeah. <laughs> to zoom in on a product which is super annoying for which everyone. is the one specifically that you use um, I use the um, 70d DSLR okay. Canon okay got it and do you use like a special lens with that um, I use the one that it, it came with I don't remember okay. the name it's just a very generic one got it who would be your dream collaboration? Dream collaboration. Uh, um, I don't. There's so, there's so many YouTubers I watch. I honestly can't pinpoint just one one person that I love. I think um, I've, give I've me a couple. A yeah, I've, I've I've gotten a chance to work with a couple that I um, admire a lot. So Kaylee Melissa, I know you've talked to mm-hmm. her before. Yes. Such a sweet girl and mm-hmm. such a wonderful girl too. Um, Tati um, from mm-hmm. Glam Life Guru is amazing as well. Um, I would love to um, just get together with some more of the Canadian girls. I think that sometimes there's there's just so many of them in LA. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we're like hello, Canadians <laughs> up here. <laughs> so it'd be nice to do some more collabs with the Canadian girls as well. Yeah, yeah. All right. What has been your favorite opportunity from YouTube? Favorite opportunity? Do you mean uh, like by way of like like a brand or 
or something I, that has come as a result of you being on YouTube? Um, hmm. as a result of being on YouTube, something that big that's happened. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, <laughs> there, there are so many, so many things. I mean, even from, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is just being able to help other girls. I think that's been like a, a big moment for me is mm-hmm. just, you know, they'll, they'll email me with things that they're going through and being able to like email them back. I get like emotional just thinking about it, but, um, mm-hmm. just like, being able to help them with like things that I've gone through mm-hmm. in my life. And I, I did a whole video on like anxiety and depression and everything and getting feedback back from them and being able to help them has been a big, exciting thing for me because I mean, this is what I do YouTube for is to help people. So, um, that was awesome. And then on a, on a less serious note, um, one of the coolest things I got to do with regards to YouTube is I got to go out to San Francisco um, with Benefit Cosmetics, and they took um, a couple of us out, and you know we got to you know go around San Francisco, which I'd never been to before, oh, and we it's got a to beautiful see beautiful city. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. gorgeous! Food is amazing, yeah, and so there was a I got to meet a whole bunch of YouTubers, which mm-hmm. was really cool. That was like one of my first times being able to like you know meet people that you'd seen online. Yeah. <laughs> I was like trying not to fangirl because yeah. I was You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool. And what about, so tell me one particular instance where you really felt that connection with um, your audience. Because it sounded like, you know, you said one of your favorite opportunities is the fact that you've been able to help people or connect people. Was there one particular moment that just stands out in your mind? Um, there was a, um, one of my subscribers um, was going through um, a lot of issues with um with her, her brain. So she Mm -hmm. had, um, she's getting these constantly terrible migraines was going in for brain surgery and Mm -hmm. doing all the stuff, um, going on because I had mentioned in one of my Instagram posts, just like a very lighthearted, like, what are you guys up to today? She's like, I'm going for brain surgery today. And like, it, it, I kind of like my stomach dropped sort of thing. And so I, I messaged her and we got to emailing back and forth Mm -hmm. and, you know, then she went in for surgery and I was talking, I was emailing back and forth with her mom and just, you know, how she was doing and, you know, um, I'll get, you know, update emails from her every once in a while, which is really cool. And just, you know, seeing that she's kind of, you know, powering through and she's, you know, she's going through her own things in life and, Mm -hmm. and being able to be kind of a support to her was really sweet. And, you know, just like I was talking to her mom and she was just saying that, um, you know, she really looks forward to your emails, Rachel. And like that, um, that matters so much to me. So, Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it says a lot about you as a person, just the fact that you showed an interest in this person, because, you know, some people, you know, that have a YouTube channel, they probably get dozens and dozens of messages as I'm sure you do. And the fact that you even respond and say, Oh, wow, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. Some people might've looked at that and and said, Oh no, that's horrible. And, and, but just ignored it and moved on. I think it says a lot about you and who you are. Just the fact that you took the time to respond and an email and an email with her mother and you still keep up with, with her and her life. Yeah. I think, you know, again, like that's, that's what I do is, Mm -hmm. is I want, I want to connect with them and I want, like, I wish I could spend more time with, with all of my subscribers and and keep them all in person. And I'd love to meet, um, this girl as well. And Mm -hmm. you know, all those things, but like, yeah, it's, it's, it's about making those connections and making them 
feel like they matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Of course. What would you not do again if you were to start your channel right now? Um, what would I not do again? I I wouldn't just do videos because other people do them. Mm. I think that oftentimes, especially when just starting out, um, you just kind of put up content that everyone else puts up because that's what you do in the YouTube world, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, but I mean, there's ways of taking content that's really popular on YouTube and kind of customizing it and making it your own. Um, and I think that's what I would try to do more of. Um, and, and start doing that earlier Mm -hmm. and kind of building your own voice, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. That's a really good piece of advice and did you start doing that at some process um in your youtube journey um i i honestly didn't i don't think i even started doing that until maybe like a year or a year and a half ago i was just so scared to you know like Mm. you feel like well i should be doing hauls and i should be doing favorites videos and this is how they formulate and so they but then i had like a kind of a light bulb moment i guess Mm. and it was just like nobody knows what they're doing and there is no formula. This isn't, you know, this, this is constantly changing and YouTube's constantly changing. Why aren't we all changing too and doing new things? So just, you know, using, you can use like, so for example, for like a favorites video, mm-hmm. do a list and, and make it sort of, you know, building into that whole like Buzzfeed culture, or you could do, um, you know, kind of breaking it out. Like I love what um, Ingrid Nielsen does and she kind of, breaks out her favorites and does, you know, a couple of beauty favorites, a couple of uh, fashion favorites, but then she talks about, you know, experiences that she's gone through in that month or books that are her favorites or foods or restaurants or like she just kind of builds out from that very generic, here are my top beauty products and kind of building out, but that works for her channel. Mm -hmm. So it's finding out what works for you and your audience and what you're trying to build as a brand. Give me a couple of examples of videos that you have done. Um, like that, that. Are, mm-hmm. are a little bit different. So, mm-hmm. um, ones that I started were called, they're called the lazy girls guides. Mm-hmm. And it, that was, that was scary. Like uploading that first one, it was a, a Halloween one. And up until that point, I'd always done just kind of beauty content. And, you know, I'd done a little bit of like pregnancy, new mom stuff mm-hmm. on like my Rachel Loves life channel, but not a lot. And it was just mainly beauty. And this was all more funny stuff. <laughs> and, and I wanted to test it out and see if mm-hmm. it would work. And people really responded well to it. So it was mm-hmm. a Lace Girls Guide to Last Minute Halloween costumes. So Halloween was coming up. It was a very hot topic that people were, were talking about and, yeah. and doing stuff. And so I kind of did my own spin on it. And then I did another one about um, getting ready fast in the morning or um, Christmas related. And mm-hmm. it just, it's become sort of this, this, thing that I do every so often and there's so much that goes into it it takes two to three days to film um it takes at least a day and a half to like you know create sort of like a concept of yeah, like, I don't like a storyboard but you yeah, know what I mean yeah, yeah just like creating where I want to go mm-hmm. with it and then the editing takes another day and a half or so it's wow. so big projects but they're you know, they're a little bit different. It's a spin on something that people are already doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's a good thing that you got that kind of response because it's, you, you, you're putting that much heart and that much work and that much time into it. But sometimes, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll put that much time and effort into a video and it bombs and that sucks and and it's frustrating, Mm -hmm. but that just, that's just, okay. That didn't work. 
that's okay. Won't do it again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What are you glad that you did do when you first started your channel? I'm really glad that I talked to other YouTubers. I think that, um, that was really, that sort of community aspect was really important to me. I liked, you know, we were all kind of starting it at the same time and we were all kind of learning from each other's successes and missteps. So, you know, being able to have that sort of community and chat with them and I have, you know, a bunch of them on my phone and we'll just like text back and forth and, you know, having, you know, chatting with them on Twitter or an email or Skype dates and things like that because we're, <laughs> none of us are close to yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, and then being able to see them, see them in person every once in a while. I think that was something that I'm really glad that I did. Did you reach out to people at the beginning or these people you've just over time gotten to know through collaborations? How did you connect with these other YouTubers? I think it was a mix of of both. Mm -hmm. Um, Oftentimes I would, um, when I was starting out, I remember doing a lot. And again, it was five years ago. So the YouTube space, it's like YouTube itself was very different than it is now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, um, I would comment on people's videos and, you know, I would talk to them on Twitter and and things like that. Um, And you just kind of build a rapport with people because we were kind of, we were all on the same level. We were all in the same boat. And so we would just chat back and forth about, you know, videos that we were doing or things that were going on in our lives. And then we get to see each other in person at like IMAX or beauty con or any of those kind of event things. And then we can catch up more and it's, it's just kind of building those relationships over time. Yeah. And I think that's really good advice and it's never too early to start talking to other YouTubers, no matter where you're at with your channel, because having that collaboration, not like in a collaboration video, but having that communication and that interaction with people that are doing similar to you, it's almost you're creating like kind of this little mastermind group of people that you can bounce ideas off of and just, you know, get advice or vent. And because those are the people that understand what you're doing day in and day out and exactly. you can help one another. Totally. And it's mm-hmm. a, it's that camaraderie, you know, yeah. you're just, you know exactly what you know what you're doing and you get what they're doing. Yep. Yep. All right, last question. What is your unfair advantage? What is my what sorry? Unfair advantage. Unfair advantage. Do you want to do you want to elaborate on what that means? Yes. So <laughs> Every person might have something that, you know, when someone looks at them and be like, oh, well, I'm not like that or I'm not like that. What is that one thing for you that that's just it's part of who you are and it, it's helped take you to where you're at today? Um, gosh, I, I, I hope I don't have any unfair advantages. I mean, I mean it's maybe- a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Every single person has something that's special and unique to them that contributes to their success and it's not a bad thing it's just something that every single person has that special thing okay a special thing um I would say maybe maybe my business background yeah. helps I yeah, mean I sure. should have sort of that that training and that innate sense of of how to you know work with brands and how to develop good content and how to promote it and how to you know just build your own brand and again like I'm learning it the same way everyone else is kind of learning it and you learn as you go because no one, you can't, you can't teach YouTube in school and you can't teach entrepreneurship really in school. It's kind of a trial and error type of thing, but having that more traditional background at least gives me some insight into how brands work and, and it gives me some, 
a better understanding of how to work with them. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I think that's that's exactly that's a great answer. <laughs> and Rachel, one other thing I want to ask you real quick to just chat a little bit about is that uh, you talked about that getting ready with Rachel. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that and how that came to be? So Get Ready with Rachel is a web series that I developed with um, Chorus Entertainment, W Network. And they, the production company, Artera Media, had approached me. I'd done um, a, a Google panel and talked to other YouTubers and um, people in sort of the Canadian space about what it was like being a Canadian YouTuber. Mm-hmm. And one of the lovely ladies from Artera Media, Kit Redman, was sitting on the panel with me and we got to chatting. And um, they kind of wanted to work with me to kind of develop a digital series idea. Mm. And so we did a lot of brainstorming. We came up with this concept of Get Ready With Rachel based on sort of the Get Ready With Me's that you see on YouTube. Only instead of getting ready with me, I want to help other women get ready for big milestones they have coming up in their lives. So Mm. we did makeovers on two of my subscribers. So I had them all send in all different videos from everywhere in sort of like the um a specific area Mm -hmm. like the production companies in toronto so it's kind of like that um greater toronto area and um they sent in their videos and then we picked two and then we did um we split up each episode into four mini episodes where we do hair makeup diy projects we do um all around the different events they have going on in their lives so we just finished up sarah who is a bride she's getting married in the summer and so we did um a bridal shower and we just did um, the final big reveal on Tuesday, and it's it is my favorite episode out of all eight oh, that we did. Um, we had this huge surprise for her at the end, so I highly recommend you guys all watch it because it's my favorite of all time, and it has some fun DIYs in it too. So overall, it was a really really fun experience, mm-hmm. and it gave me the opportunity to learn more about lighting and editing and filming and all this kind of stuff from experts who like yeah. do this stuff for a living. And so that was really cool too. That's so cool. Yeah. So is the W network, what, it, what is that? Is that an online network? Is that on television? It's a television network. So it's oh, sort of wow. like, um, like slice or Bravo. Bravo. Okay. It's, it's like a Canadian, um, Oh, how production. cool. So from yeah. your YouTube, you got this opportunity to be on television and host this show. It's, it's a digital series right okay. now, so they're they're just making it. It's just on their um, their W view, so it's Got on it. their sort of platform right now. Okay, and then hopefully, if it does well, if people really like the content, then we can explore, you know, continuing on and doing a digital series. It could go to TV. It's just wow. it's really cool that I got this great opportunity to, you know, take what I know from my YouTube and then you know explore like a new way of showcasing it. You know, That's so cool. Are you allowed to put? some of the videos onto your channel or is that exclusively on the W's network? It's on, it's on their channel. And then on it it launches every Tuesday. And then I get to, like, I put up little clips here and there. Mm -hmm. I'll do all behind the scenes, you know, pictures and things that have gone on. We take a lot of selfies. (laughs) 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 On set, there was like a lot of that. We did a lot of vlogging behind the scenes. They were like super cool and open to that. Cause I mean, coming from a, a very traditional background, they were, you know, like how do, how do we work with YouTubers? Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I need to vlog. Yeah. So we need to figure out how to make this work. That's so And so cool. they were totally cool about it. And I would bring my camera in and I'd show that like people like, this is how my office looks right now. Cause like we filmed in my 
my little, it's not a studio, it's just a guest bedroom. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> that's Your where we filmed. Studio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. they set up all their cameras in there and then we kind of all filmed in there. It was really wow. cool. So, so this W Network, they're the ones doing the filming, they're the ones doing the editing, they're doing all of it. And you were able to really just focus on kind of hosting it and chatting and doing kind of the on-camera on stuff. And all the pre-stuff as well. So I'd work with the um, the producer and we would, we were kind of outlining all the episodes. So like I, you know, did all the work with, you know, picking out the outfits and figuring out what the makeup was going to be and the, the DIY projects and like doing all that stuff and sort of figuring it all mm-hmm. out. And then they were really great about like, you know, bringing in all the products and like getting it all set up yeah. and then the lighting and setting it up, like all that stuff up. But it was very much um, pre and then during that I was really you were, super involved. You definitely in. had involvement in the whole process. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. And was this a paid opportunity? Um, yes, it yeah. was. It was um, because I was also helping with the consulting end of things as yes. well. So that was kind of part of it as well. Very yeah. minor, but yeah. What a what a dream thing to to get. That's really incredible. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was an amazing opportunity and yeah. I'm, I'm so thrilled with how it's turned out and it seems like a lot of people are really enjoying it so that's really exciting and talk about charting new paths for youtubers yeah absolutely yeah. It, i mean it's it's the start of i'm sure uh, more opportunities for hopefully other youtubers who can get involved and do some really cool digital content for something like a w network or yeah. you know a web or a tv series or something like that yeah. That's awesome. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your journey and being so open with your experiences. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you if they're not familiar with you and your channel? Yeah, absolutely. So my channel is called Rach Loves. So R-A-C-H-H-L-O-V-E-S. And I put up new videos every Tuesday and Thursday. So you should come and check it out and join the love spam. Yay! (laughs) Join the what? The Loves Fam. The Loves Fam. Yes. (laughs) Join the Loves Fam, guys. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. That's our interview. And thank you so much for joining us here. Once again, I am your host, Erica Vieira. And for all show notes and videos and more goodies, make sure you go to the Beauty and the Vlog website at beautyandthevlog.com and check out our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Beauty and the Vlog. Thanks so much, guys. Mwah!